Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Talkin' Titans. Joe Rexford and Eric Bacharach on this episode. And this is the phase whatever is over. I don't know. I think what, it's three. Phase two, phase three. I think it's Phase three. whatever. The phase with mini camps. The phase with OTAs. The utterly boring phase. It's over. That's it's really over. the bottom line. Yeah. And the next phase, of course, is training camp. A few weeks and then the Titans will be back for training camp. I think training camp will start around July 25th, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to spin this forward, Eric, because I think we've kind of already covered things that we saw with people in shorts. And, and there's know, not a whole lot to cover from that anyway. So you got Marcus Mariota had a bad day, and right. Marcus Mariota scrambled his eggs. And <laughs> um, I wrote something about Mike Vrabel which to me was the thing that stood out the most about Uh the whole thing is when you think back to a year ago, which shouldn't be, I guess, that big of a surprise. you got rookie coach versus now second-year coach, but I think there's a stark difference in him in particular and and his staff, you know, just knowing each other, knowing what they want to do. And, you know, that should benefit the Titans. And I think Vrabel has a real command and confidence right now that goes – only so far. I mean, trying to win the NFL, but I, I still think it's a good development. But we're going to talk about training camp and what we're going to see in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so I have asked you to give me the top five storylines as training camp begin. I, I'm interested to see what you come up with. And we've decided you had six, but the six is reti- it's like like it's like it's like classic rock stations. Sometimes they'll do like a top whatever countdown, but they like retire stairway to heaven. And like Freebird, because like those, those, would those, be top. those are like they just those They'd are be in there every time, yeah. All, automatically at the top of the list, so you just get them out of there. So this is the storyline of right, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, that's just that's the, yeah, we don't even we'll talk just, about that. Right, that's that's you know the overarching thing that's always going to be there. It's a given. Aside from that, so we've got a top five here in no particular order. Uh, first one I would say is Arthur Smith. You know, just um, approaching his debut as, as the Titans play caller. That's going to be something that, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on throughout the season, uh, especially in training camp, just sort of how he's coming along with that. You know, we spoke with him uh, a couple days ago and, and he kind of, or maybe it was last week. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> it was within the phase. Yeah, it was within this phase. Uh, and he spoke about how he's kind of just been testing himself to some degree, you know, putting on game film or, or the TV copy and trying to put himself in that situation, which is, you know, hard to do as far as simulating, uh, you know, real-time game decisions if there's, you know, a fourth and one, third and two game on the line type situation. But he's doing the best he can, you know, with what he's got right now. A uh, couple other storylines. Right guard, that's a position that's up for grabs. Um, it's one that, you know, I think Kevin Pumfield, for, for the moment, I would say it's his to lose because he's he's the guy that's been in there with the first team, uh, 
so far, uh, you know, you've got Nate Davis, third round pick sort of waiting in the wings. We'll see how he comes along, but that's definitely something that, uh, is, is going to be ongoing and, uh, you know, interesting to see when that gets decided. Uh, Kevin Byard contract extension. Um, that, nope. that's a big one. He's, he's a guy that could very well be, uh, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be right there for, for highest paid safety in the league he might be the highest paid safety in the league after he gets his contract extension could be a similar situation to what the Titans did with Taylor Lewan this time, or, you know, training camp last year, uh, where they, they doled out a really big contract for him. So that'll be interesting to see if, if he gets paid, uh, if he gets extended this training camp, uh, I put wide receivers on there. Um, just cause again, I, I think you've got seven guys that are all in the mix. Obviously the first four or so are, are safe, but beyond that, you know, beyond Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, uh, probably Taewon Taylor and uh, AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Uh, you know, you've got Tajay Sharp, Darius Jennings. Cameron you consider Batson. Tajay Sharp a fringe guy? I think I do, uh, okay. just because he doesn't he doesn't do what Cameron Batson or Darius Jennings do as a special teamer. Um, so I think he's he's closer. You know, he's 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 probably. Uh, you know, higher on the depth chart than those two, but he doesn't do that. So it'll be interesting to see what they weigh and, and how that shakes out. Uh, he's a guy that's, you know, had a really good, whatever phase this is. Um, but it'll yeah, be, he's, you can tell he's a guy who's, you can tell he's a guy who's, who feels some pressure. Yeah, and he for should. Sure. I mean, that's the NFL. You gotta, you gotta fight for your job. He looks like it. They bring in two guys that are, I had, you know, clearly ahead of him on the depth chart. Um, I think that's, you know, just a natural thing for him to be feeling that. Uh, and last one is just injuries, you know, Conklin, we haven't seen Delaney Walker out here past couple of days of mini camp. We have seen Jack Conklin working on a far field, just and Johnny Smith and Johnny Smith, those guys both of those guys. Uh, those are probably the, the big three. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, those yeah, are, not really. I mean, that, that's well, Mariota. I mean, you, you, right. you include him in the umbrella and then just, I mean, you remember last camp, I mean, you know, Rashawn Evans, his rookie year is probably different, if not for all the time he missed. And yeah, Corey Davis the year before that. So it's 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 avoiding those new ones too. Mm-hmm. There will be some, especially when they start cracking pads. But I mean, they had it was a lot last year. Yeah, Jonathan Cyprian lost for the season in training camp That's last right. year, so that was a significant one too. Uh, and you got you got Kenny Vaccaro out of it, so it kind of played itself out uh, favorably. But you you know you didn't know it was going to work out like that. I guess the rookies you know would be an obvious other storyline to watch and. Uh, in uh, in training camp, obviously, you don't expect to to see uh, much of anything from Jeffrey Simmons. But how AJ Brown kind of comes along, we we saw he that that would probably be a big one. I would put that, um, you know, somewhere somewhere. At well, the it's top. in the receivers umbrella. But yeah, exactly. Too. But but yeah, and I think linebacker. I mean, I think those are all good, and I think that just the pass rush, mm-hmm. which again, you know, training camp. What are you seeing? I mean, once the preseason games start, you'll get a better feel. They do have the Patriots coming in. Right, so they'll have a couple of practices the with them. That's before their preseason game. Um, they are going to, by the way, one thing we learned at the end of minicamp, they will, they're not doing a high school uh, you know, scrimmage like mm-hmm. they did last year. But So the Nissan scrimmage that will be, um, you know, 
like about nine days after camp starts on a Saturday night, will be more of a scrimmage. Last year, people were upset they went to Nissan, and it was a situational <laughs> practice, as Mike Vrabel said. You know, various situations, you know, punt stuff, you know, all kinds of, you know, throw you into this. Which actually, I mean, like it's it's kind of an interesting thing to watch. You know, what teams do and all that. It's it's kind of different, but I know people wanted to Timing see. Timing was not. They great. wanted to see the offense and the defense yeah. go, as Vrabel said. You know, the uh, you just had that scrimmage the night before. You're not doing that mm-hmm. two days in a row, um, at least in today's football. You're not doing that right. two days in a row. So, but this time that'll be more of a probably more of a traditional fan friendly kind of exhibition there. But um, yeah, I, I think you know pass rush is you know let's see Harold Landry. I mean he's right. he looks bigger and he and he's. He sounds like a guy, you know, he's, I mean, he was in the building the entire offseason, probably mm-hmm. as much as anyone, it sounds like. Right. And very serious about working on his craft. He has a lot of work to do. He has, also has a lot of upside. I mean, he's so important because, that, like, if, if he's not a difference maker this year, Arakpo and Morgan are gone. You've got Correa. You've got Finch. You've got Cameron Wake. Yeah, now Wake comes in. and, and but, but, I mean, I, there's a lot on, on Landry. To me, he's he's the most important player on this defense this year. They they need him to be that difference maker, and that's, I mean, it is asking a lot, you know, for a second year guy who you know last year showed some flashes, but wasn't it just wasn't consistently that sort of difference maker. And again, for a rookie, it's, it's a lot to ask. Um, but they need him this year, like you said. They don't have their two veteran guys from last year. The depth is 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 pretty good. Um, but he's got to be, you know, just the standout difference maker, game changer type outside linebacker for them. Uh, I just think he's he's point blank the most important player on that defense this year. Yeah, because you feel you know you feel really good about the secondary, right? And obviously Casey. I mean, I still think the defensive line around Casey has got to be better. They need he needs more help. They need more help up there. Jeffrey Simmons, you, you can't count on that happening in 2019 maybe it does but right now you can't count on it mm-hmm. i mean that's also to me a part of it and then like rashawn evans also is he a guy who if they feel like he's got the meat and potatoes of his job figured out mm-hmm. is he a guy that they move around a little bit and use as a rusher i mean i, you know, I think it's possible especially if some of those guys we just mentioned aren't, aren't getting it done it is uh you know i think uh yesterday uh, or two two days ago, uh, outside linebackers coach Shane Bone was asked if he's been working with Rashawn at all. He said no, uh, but we'll see. You know, that's something that came up last year that kind of it looked like got under Rashawn's skin as far as, you know, he wanted to, to be this sort of versatile. Sorry, didn't he say, like, this isn't even my position or something like that? He right? tweeted something, then he d- deleted it right, um, right, right. and uh, something to that effect, yeah. But, uh, you know, that, that position itself inside linebacker is another storyline just because you have three guys that are, you know, legitimate starter type guys with uh, Rashawn Evans, Wesley Woodyard, and, and Jayon Brown. Right. All three of those guys, um, you know, honestly are starter quality, obviously, in their own right. It'll be interesting to see how did that sort of, you know, three-headed position plays itself out, how they're utilized, because they all are, you know, starters. Yeah, I, and it's hard for me to – I think if Rashawn Evans is is doing as hoped and – is is ready as expected I, i've got to think he's a starter mm-hmm. i know maybe maybe he'd be some people would think of him third among those three to list but I, I just think he's a starter if if that's the case and so it's probably still jan brown situational mm-hmm. but 
he's also a guy that boy, he just manages to make plays, right. sub package or not, he makes plays. So yeah, that that's I mean, it's, again, it's great luxury because people are going to get hurt. But mm-hmm. that's that's an interesting interesting position. You mentioned right guard. I agree. I think Pomfield is in position. I think they'd love for Nate Davis to push him. There wa- there's there will never not be some chatter about Jack Conklin to right guard mm-hmm. until you know he's back healthy and playing well again at right tackle. Um, it wasn't completely shot down, although you know I also haven't really heard any compelling you know comments that make me think like they're really looking at it. Yeah, I guess you. But I mean, it's probably best to I guess leave any doors open. I think that's what they're trying to do. They've been. They have. They've been vague. They haven't really, one way or the other, definitively said. You know, this is what we want to do. This is what can we. You know, what we can do. Uh, so I think that door is slightly ajar. Um, I don't know if it's a realistic thing. I mean, the luxury is is that you've got Dennis Kelly, a guy that um, you know could be a starter on most teams. Sure. So that's why this conversation exists. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that plays out. You know, uh, I still think if he's healthy, uh, he's the guy that you want at that tackle position. Yeah, and you know you can look at it like like you're wasting Kelly or something. But again, quality depth is really good to have in this league, and a lot of teams don't have it at a lot of positions. And I'll say it for the millionth time: if Conklin's healthy and and right, he's a better player than Dennis Kelly. But it's still, you know, it's a it's an absolute if at this point, given that he wasn't really able to do much during this phase. And obviously, training camp will be big, be big for him, big for Johnu Smith. And Arthur Smith, you know, that was your first one. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we tried so hard a year ago to get a gauge on Matt LaFleur. I remember it was like finally they played, you know, the Packers, and it's like, oh, I finally get to see this guy sequence some calls together and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's still, it's still hard until you actually get a game and see an entire, an actual game plan because, you know, preseason games, again, they are they are built around player evaluation. They are not mm-hmm. built around you know beating an opponent, game planning for opponent. And that's where the OC really you know that's where he's really tested. But still, it's been interesting to watch Arthur Smith for me. I I think on the field he's great. You can see the respect for him. You can see except, why he's a really good coach. Except on punt returns, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He is. <laughs> Yes, he got bested by Dean Pease. For anybody who hasn't heard or seen the video, check, find the video because it's hilarious of Dean Pease catching the punt uh, and just getting just buried by the defensive players in excitement. Uh, but yeah, you know he I, that's that's bragging rights for a year for Dean Pease over Arthur Smith. So. Uh-huh. But you know Arthur Smith, offensive lineman, so you got to keep that in mind. He played OL. It's not we don't expect those guys to have great hands. Um, again, he he's he's good out there. You can see how he survives all the different regimes and how he's still here. He's in the building. He keeps moving up and elevating. He's uh, an achiever. I think that's pretty clear. But again, it's just that that particular job is. I think it's. I think all those things don't necessarily tell you what you're going to be in that job. It's just a different job, and it's a hard one. There aren't a lot of people. We talk about how there aren't that many people in the world who can like play quarterback well. There are. There aren't a lot of. A lot of people in the world who, you know, are great offensive coordinators and play callers in that moment. And right. Vrabel was asked about it at the end of minicamp, and he said, "Well, hey, the calls. You know, sometimes it's just like, man, get your call in, get, mm-hmm. get, call a play, call a play on time. You know, you got a play clock." 
and Vrabel said he liked that. They, they were coming in. So there you go. Sometimes it's like, no, nah, we're running this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you know, not everybody is like Sean McVay, like setting up like his 11th play with his fourth play and all this stuff. But that that is obviously going to be a big part of this year and, and where it goes. And I think, you know, the, the sort of reassuring thought there is just that, you know, if, if there's a guy that you want making those snap calls, it's a guy that knows the personnel inside and out, and there's nobody in the Titans building that knows it better than Arthur Smith just by virtue of the fact that he's been there since 2011. Um, you know, and he's just this, like, egoless guy who is, you know, just really – uh, focused on on doing the best job he can, is super low key. That's one thing that always sticks out to me about him. You know, his dad is billionaire, could be doing anything right now. Uh, you know, he's busting his tail trying to get this offense to where it needs to be. So uh, he's he's just an interesting story. Yeah, very much so. Uh, the other side, the the punt catcher Dean Pease. <laughs> a lot of talk this this spring about, and I think this is a this kind of goes along with the, with the Vrabel. Um, angle of you know rookie coach proving himself to seasoned second year coach who kind of knows exactly what he wants and what he wants to do you can see it and it's the same thing with the staff I mean you go from you know who are who are these guys meeting your coworkers, who are these players mm-hmm. we're installing our system it's install 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 to as Logan Ryan you know put it to me you know it's kind of like a 202 class now so mm-hmm. the basics are in they're down and you know you can experiment, and you can experiment too. You know, exam- I mean, Dean Pease is is known for disguising coverages, disguising pressures. That's his rep. Is that he's just to, down to the you know down to the little twitch of the pinky finger. You know, he, he, that, he's very meticulous about that, and you can see that in practice at times. But coverages too, and and it depends on you got to have those guys on the field who who are, you know, film nuts and students of the game. And I think guys like Kevin Byard and Logan Ryan in particular, mm-hmm. like those guys are, those they have to be, and he said it. I mean, that's that, those are dream players for someone to coach. If you're a Dean Pease or if you're a Kerry Coombs, you have guys like that who, you know, live and breathe this stuff and love getting into all those little, those little nuances. I mean, that's great to have those guys on the field and in practice and in the meeting room. And that's why I do think the defense could be special if they affect the quarterback. Affect sacks, big number. You know, of course we track it. We'll go year to year on that. But just affecting a quarterback, making him uncomfortable. They didn't do nearly enough last year. And you know, if you if you projected Jeffrey Simmons healthy with Casey, I think that's a really intriguing thought. But mm-hmm. you know, you can't project that this year. So. Where are they going to find it? You know, I mean, I think that's as big a question as there is. I yeah. keep coming back to it. Right. No, I think I think that's why, you know, I, I just, you know, you can't overstate the importance of Howard Landry and what he does. Um, you know, but again, this was a defense that last year was one of the very best in the league as far as holding opponents to, to scoring. Um, I think the final number was 18 points a game that opponents were scoring. And if, if you do that every game, you know, you're going to win a lot of games, um, you know, just the way the NFL is now. So you would think just looking at the roster this year versus last year, considering it's year two with Dean Pease, that, that there's plenty of room to take a, a step. And if that happens, I, I do think it could be a special situation um, because really what you lost was Arakbo and Morgan. And, and those are two big names and they've been, you know, important guys in the locker room for a long time. But you look at sort of just the production that they gave you last year and it wasn't, I really don't think you were losing all that much. Um, 
you know, so it, it's it's going to be key um, if Harold Landry could step up and, and become that game changer. You're going to need a lot from Sharif Finch again. Um, you know, I think he he was obviously under the radar as an undrafted free agent last year, but that's that's kind of gone now. They're they're really counting on him. Same with Kamala Correa, uh, Cameron Wake's obviously a guy that you're going to need to have an impact. That group, you know, we thought all along during the off season was you know the the point that needed addressing. It was in in some regard. You also have DeAndre Walker, rookie, fifth round pick. Uh, that's going to really sort of I think be the point where the pivotal point where this defense could be good or it could be special and i think it's going to come down to the pass rush yeah like if a wake could give you you know seven eight sacks yep you know that'd be huge i think he's gonna you know i think he's gonna play and i think he could yeah yeah you know he's gonna be out there for that and 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 we'll see could the offense be special i mean it seems far away but then you look at some of the performances last year and you think about the philly game the new england game the Mm -hmm. dallas game i mean um you know, with Derrick Henry, which we we haven't mentioned Derrick Henry yet. Right. If we're going to talk about training camp preview. It'll be fun to watch him break tackles. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, once preseason games start, Deion Lewis, what will his role be? You know, you add Humphreys and Brown, Corey Davis. Not a lot to talk about him. He looks, you know, he looks like a number one receiver to me. A star receiver? I wouldn't go that far. But if you have Delaney Walker, and I still think it was encouraging what he did. He He didn't do team stuff, but... You know what we saw of him we moving saw him around, out, yeah, running around out yeah, there. I think that's Looked encouraging. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, you know, could this offense be better than probably than I, I, a lot of people would guess? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it it all comes down to Mariota as it always does. But uh, I mean, on paper, see that that to me is another big thing. I, I think they threw for 185 yards per game last year, which was 29th in the league. If you you know, move into just the top 20, you know, you're a nine and seven win team with the 29th, you know, best passing offense in the league. If, and, and they address that they bolster the interior of the offensive line with Roger Saffold. They bring in Adam Humphreys, AJ Brown. I think there's potential. And I think I said that last year too. And, uh, you know, it kind of played out as it did. Uh, but if Derrick Henry can be, you know, maybe not quite, you know, the 240 yard, yard a game guy he was uh you know toward the end of last year if he could be you know a, a legitimate number one bell cow type of guy if Mariota stays healthy I think the pieces are there um you know to be to at least surprise you know a good deal of people yeah I mean with that defense you know you're, you're not you know you, you don't have to you're not going to be in position most weeks where you have to get into the 30s to win a game yeah exactly but, um but you know you got to be better, and the offensive line is. I mean, Saffold. I, I think it was a great pickup. You know, we'll see at right guard, and, but there are options at least. And again, it, it, it's Mariota. I mean, yeah, you know, it always I mean, is. It always comes back yeah. to him. And uh, you know, so that, that really is what it comes down to on the contract front. I don't think anyone expects a surprise. You know, Mm-mm. deal to be made there, but the buyer thing will be interesting to track to see if they if they if they get a deal done. Um, is it favorable to get it done this summer? You know, I th- I mean, obviously he said what most guys say, which is I'm just focused on the football. I'm not worried about it, but mm-hmm. I'm sure for him to have that kind of security going into this year, you know, I'm sure he would love to to have that. Either way. 
Um, he is one of those guys where you, they it's know what smart they're to lock get it up. Yeah, it is smart to lock it up. But yeah, it's, it's I don't think it will affect him either way. You know, if if he you know whatever it is, you know, waits till next. You know, they right? Could, he's they he's, could he's that type of guy. At some point, but, yeah. You know, um, I think yeah, he'll he's a guy who becomes more and more of a leader every day. Anything else we need to discuss? We never talk about special teams. We never talk about the we kicking don't. game. That's true. You know, it's just it's just the, the you know the, those three guys are just you know re- reliable. Especially obviously Kern is Kern is you know, money every time. Yep. yep. Suck up, and of course Bo Brinkley. If you never hear the long snapper's name, this is a this is a good reflection of the long. I think snapper. he was the first guy out there on the field yesterday. So take that for what it's worth. There you go. Good. See, (laughs) good observation. Good job. Um, All right. Well, that's it. So training camp, uh, it's a few weeks away, but I feel like it's going to feel like three days. I know. And as much as I like miss football and I'm excited, you know, like you want a little summer too, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's coming. It's coming fast. So thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back soon on Talking Titans. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.